Hola. Okay. I have been listening to Rosalia nonstop for three days, so I'm speak. This is going to be the first uh, all Spanish episode of Gossip Boy. Um, today, guest host David May, say hello. Hello. Of the band Money Phone, the music group. Do you guys consider yourself so, a band or is it a uh, production duo? Music band. band. Okay. Yeah, band. Band. All right. Money Phone. They're making shit happen. They're getting grants. They're having a good time. Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I would like to welcome you to the third episode of Gossip Boy. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> um, yes, I made that. Um, also, th- this guy in a van. I found this. Um, dude in vancouver who does this like screamer metal cover of um who that boy title oh, creator song yeah so i'm using that as the intro i figured i couldn't like because i could just like email him and ask him or no i'm using <laughs> that as the outro rather sorry oh, okay uh so i just like at the end it's just like you know how that song is like down down yeah down, yeah yeah down, down. and then it's just like <laughs> bye who that boy <laughs> yo um but of course, that'll all be that'll all be listenable by the time this is out. Um, okay, so we just watched the third episode titled "Poison Ivy," mm-hmm. a very on the nose name considering the plot and the main uh, setting of the episode being that Ivy League uh, yeah. meeting, and of course, them uh, just every single person in that show is just kind of like a. A poison. They're a poison to society as well to themselves. I don't like looking at them. I don't like seeing them, smelling them, or uh, and I want to yell at them. <laughs> yeah, they all kind of suck. Every character. There's no, no good. There's no good guy. There's no good person. Dan's good. Dan's not good. <laughs> I'm gonna stand by it. Dan is not a good guy. Um, he's better than most. He needs, you know. But humility never hurt. Right. He isn't very... Well, <laughs> he's a... Eh, I, he's just... Eh, I don't know. He, I think he is kind of humble. Well, no, he's not really humble. He's not humble. He just doesn't know what he has. Yeah, he's blinded. Yeah, I guess. You can lean back if you want. You don't need to okay. like be up there. I don't know. Get comfortable. Yeah. I, I lock my mic yeah, stands really, really tight. Yeah. <laughs> then I guess you can lean the mic upwards. Yeah. Very good. Did you get new rings? Uh, no. I don't think so. I was at the AGO because yeah. I'm trying to become a ring person. I've t- talked about this with you. Yeah. Um, I was at the Small. AGO. Yeah. And um, you know, like in their gift shop, they actually have some pretty cool jewelry. It's all quite expensive, so I couldn't get it. But I, yeah. I wonder if that that's like an interesting like a. Uh, do you think that's something jewelers think about? Like, what museum gift shops can we like get our product in? I don't know. I didn't even know they had that. Yeah, they have like a huge jewelry display because it's like they have there's it's such a huge gift shop and there's like the poster section, the weird autobiography yeah. of the artist sections, like yeah. the postcards, and then it's like, all right, why did we make this room so big? Fuck, <laughs> like now we need more shit. Uh, uh, just get jewelry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what other chuchkas do people like? Uh, they, they're literally selling like cookbooks in there and like oh. weird pillows. Like weird. Yeah. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're not here to talk about museum gift shops. Gossip Girl. Sirens. We're here to talk about Gossip Girl. Um, So what's your... 
like memory like first memory of gossip girl what's your first memory of gossip girl and then when you hear gossip girl what's the first thing that like pops out in your mind um my first memory was when it was like actually airing um because my mom and sister would watch it Mm. and then i don't know i guess the thing that jumps in my mind is when when it was airing and your mom would would you watch it with your mom and sister or you would just like see commercials and you would like see them watching it no well i wouldn't i wouldn't really watch it i'm trying to think of how old i was then from damn it's almost 10 years ago yeah oh shit you were like i was like 13 or something probably younger than that yeah 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 i was like 9 yeah okay so, <laughs> I know I wasn't like I wasn't watching it, and it was kind of one of those things where like if I like came down, they would be like, "Yeah, go away, like whatever," right? And that kind of thing. What did you think it was about? Uh, high school. I don't know. I knew that much. I didn't really bother to be like, "Well, what is this show?" You know. Um. But I don't know. I guess when someone says Gossip Girl, what was it? What do I think of? Like, I brought this up in the last episode. I didn't know that it was a teen drama. Yeah. Like, I thought, when I saw when I saw the commercials, I always thought that it was about, like, young, like, 20-somethings, like, more of, like, a friends type of oh, vibe. Oh, okay, like, okay, okay. And I, I thought it was more, like, yeah, I thought, I thought it was, like, more of, like, a funny, like, adult drama like dramedy kind of like the mindy project almost like something oh, okay. like that yeah no it was very much its own thing yeah which is and it's 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 high school and it stays high school and it's weird because until they go to university but they all still act like high schoolers but it's like it's funny that they like leave university at the same or leave for university at the same time that the people who are watching it like would be or who who are meant to be watching it, I guess. I guess. Target. Were people in like grade eleven? Yeah, I guess. I guess people in like high school were watching Gossip Girl. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that was like the main. They really grew up with the characters. Exactly. I just just growing up alongside <laughs> Chuck Bass. <and laughs> he was my friend. <laughs> okay. Um. So what? 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 It, does that does anything like stick out in your mind of the show just when you like hear the words gossip girl? Mm, just like general I don't know. It kind of feels like being stuck in like limbo a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> or like I feel like there was a lot of I've just it was so much like hours at a time of watching it. <laughs> I am just comatose, scared, cold, and alone. And it's like late <laughs> at night, and like you have to get up early the it's, next day. It's but like, you're like oh, I you, you don't want to watch it, but you're just like, yeah, Ugh, God, don't do this to yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like it's nice sometimes, but other times you're just really just just dragging along. It's like you're really full from a meal and you're just and like stuffing, eating, yeah, yeah. You're like stuffing dessert into your mouth. Yeah. It's like watching like a really bad movie where like <laughs> you're not really interested anymore, but like 
you can't get up and leave. Yeah, you're just like, I need to know what happens just because. Like, I'm already yeah. too far in. Yeah. It's like that, but it's like six seasons. And it's like, I think we did. It's kind of like Lost. Did you ever watch Lost? I never watched Lost, no. At like, so many people are like, like there are people who are huge Lost fans and are mm-hmm. like, like Lost is like such a good show. Like, sure, like the last season was bad and like kind of jumped the shark, but like such a good show. And like, I watched the whole thing a while ago. Be it like I went, I wonder like how good I would find it if I watched it now. The first season is really good. The second season is really good, and after that, it's. I think it's all garbage. Like the right, like after the second season, they ran out of ideas so fast. I have no idea why they kept doing that show. Like these shows that are just like founded just on like mysteries. Yeah. I find get so stupid so quickly. Yeah. It's like, what? This, oh, we're running out of mysteries. How do we make the show more mysterious? Uh, more mysteries. <laughs> like, how many seasons were there? I think there were like six. Jeez. And one of them maybe was like extra long or something. Yeah. Wasn't it like aliens? No, it was weird. It was like weird different dimensions and there were there oh, were these man. like weird like personifications of like good and evil that like rule the dimensions uh, something like that there was like a man in black and a man in white a man oh in white my and God. Uh, so stupid <laughs> like you know like <laughs> there was like a point in the se- like you know how they like crash land on an island yeah there's a point in the series where they get off the island finally and like they the writers wrote themselves in a hole and they're <laughs> so they're just like how do we get them back on the island? There's like, there's like a part of the series, a series, the season where it's like, we need to go back to the island. We need to go back. And they're all like crazy. Like, how do we get back to the island? It's like, no, come on. Just leave. Yeah. Anyways, but we're, okay, we're not talking about Lost. Um, we're talking about Gossip Girl. Um, so how this usually works. I'm gonna. We're gonna do a lowdown of the plot. I'm just gonna read this plot synopsis I found online. Mm-hmm. Feel free to jump in with your commentary if there's a part that you have shit to say about. <laughs> um, all right, here we go. So, at at Constance slash St. Jude's. Okay, right off the bat, <laughs> is is that like like are they the same school in or are they two different schools in one building? I don't know. I think, is it like, like the girls go to Constance, the boys go to St. Jude's, but But they're all in the same building, but it's separate girl and boy classes. Yeah. So it's the same thing. It's the same. uh, It's just like separate. Separate, but equal. Yeah, I guess. I feel like Weird. the writers were just like, uh, like, how can we get all these people <laughs> into the same building so they can interact with each other? I mean, school is the answer to that. I just don't know why they, it needs to be separate, but yeah. so that's the point. The morning assembly begins. The headmaster and the and headmistress. Is mistress the female version of master? Can't a woman be a master? Yeah. Maybe this, I mean, that has nothing to do with <laughs> Gossip bad. Girl. Maybe the writer of this art, plot synopsis just doesn't know english that well headmistress eh, i don't want to say that good good for you whoever wrote this 
The headmaster and headmistress explain that Ivy Week is about over, and the exception, with exception of the mixer. So Ivy Week being, I guess, the people getting ready to apply to their like nice Ivy League schools, you know, their rich parents trying to get them into these places, and this mixer is like a with the students mingling, trying getting drinks for uh, like these representatives from like Harvard, Yale, Dartmouth, all these places in uh, New England. Um, Meanwhile, everyone begins to flash back to their morning at the loft. Rufus remarks on the fact that Dan cut himself several times shaving. However, and there's like a nice little montage of like Dan shaving. Um, Though I think Dan's hot with the stubble. Anyways. Does Dan ever have a beard in the show? I don't think he gets a beard. Um, At the loft, uh, remarks on how he cut himself shaving. However, he promises that Dartmouth, Dan's dream school, will love him. But Dan isn't so sure. He reminds Rufus that he doesn't have a trust fund or anything, and all he has is his intellect to get him in. Chuck and Nate... (laughs) Chuck and Nate attempt to sneak out to smoke a joint, a doobie. (laughs) But Nate remembers a conversation he had the morning with his dad while they ran together. Uh, and again, they were just running way too fast. That's not sustainable. <laughs> um, during it, ha- um, Howard encourages Nate to work harder in order to get into Dartmouth. Nate tries to say that he's keeping his options open, but Howard tells him that he and his mother, Anne, didn't work hard for, um, for him to not follow their plans for his future. Good parent, of course. Across the room, Blair is reminded that at the mixer, she is to announce the charity her community outreach committee will be honoring. She flashes back to a conversation she had that morning with her housekeeper, Dorota. I always liken myself to Dorota. I like Dorota. This was the first real Dorota moment. Was it? There was like a small, like she had a small part in the pilot, but she didn't really say anything. Okay. No, Dorota's good. I mean, yeah, like the best, nicest character. Yeah. Voice of Reason, as you said. Yeah. Voice of Reason, yeah. Have you watched The Sopranos? No. Okay. Well, anyways, never mind. If any any of you have watched The Sopranos, she's like the Charlemagne Bucco of the show. Um, But yes, you wouldn't know who that is. (laughs) Um, I I remember there are like some parts, I remember watching an episode later in the series where Dorota is like seriously mother, like full mothering, and it's (laughs) full mothering Blair, but it's also funny because like in that scene, in this episode with Dorota, like Blair is talking and they're kind of like setting it up that for like Blair to be talking to her mom and then it's supposed to be like a surprise that she's actually just like talking to her maid Dorota. She's like, like... (laughs) Like, you, you always pushed me. Like, I know you believe in me enough to, like, get into Yale, the school of my dreams. And then it just, like, the the, ta- the camera, like, zooms out. And it's just, like, her maid standing there. <gasps> it was the maid the whole time. <laughs> her mother is absent. Uh, uh, I lost my place. Uh, she talks about how she'll go up to Dartmouth to visit Nate and how he'll come down to visit her at Yale, her dream school. She also mentions to Dorota that she hopes it doesn't make her feel too old to see her grow up and be and be off to college. Like, I feel like Dorota is like, uh, less laundry for me to do. Like, I don't care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Meanwhile, Serena arrives to school late. On her way in, she she remembers how she told Lily that morning that she's still planning on going to Brown to get away from everyone on the uh, UES, Upper Upper East Side. She runs into school just as the assembly is ending and runs into Dan and Blair, both whom regard regard her coldly. That afternoon, during gym class... Blair attempts to downplay Serena during a game of field hockey. Serena eventually grows tired of Blair's tricks and tack and tackles her to the ground. Whoa. That was cool. So we've actually come to physical blows, huh? <laughs> come to blows. <laughs> Serena, you're out of here. Oh, oh, oh. I hope it's that sounded broken. like a shake. <laughs> hey, Upper East we hear that World War Duke's II up. just broke out, and it's wearing knee socks. Choose your side or run and hide. Oh, hot we gym teacher. The, the two begin to roll around while Blair screams at Serena to get off of her. I, 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 bring, I bring up kind of like... This fashion thing I'm gonna say isn't directly related to like Gossip Girl, but I just like notice it a lot because Gossip Girl is like so entwined with like the fashion and like what people are wearing, and you know, yeah. like everyone's wearing like designer clothes. Like Blair, they like Blair is like a fashion designer later in the series. Like uh, Serena's like works for some fashion magazine. Like I just find like fashion and this show are like kind of together. Like you, yeah. you can't you need to talk about both of them. And so th- this point isn't like directly related to um, uh, Gossip Girl specifically, but like I, I just noticed that like um, like they were playing field hockey in their like short little squirrel girl sh- skirts, mm-hmm. and then when they were fighting, they're like they were just like rolling around, and their like skirts were like flying everywhere, like. Why is it a thing? I mean, I like, like, it's such a, th- it's such a thing. Like in female sports, like they're wearing skirts. Like in tennis and field hockey, like the women in tennis, I think they need to wear skirts. Yeah, it's. I just don't get it. Like, I mean, I get that it. You know, I get like the patriarchy and yeah, it's something. But it's like it's stupid, man. Like it's what? Probably. I, I wonder. <laughs> I I just. I mean, I I'm not gonna make an assumption, but I just I I wonder if women like wish that there wasn't like a pressure or whatever, just for them to like wear skirts. I wonder, I could be totally wrong. I don't want to yeah. make an assumption. I want to make an assumption, but it's, I feel, I feel, I feel like wearing skirts during athletic events is not functional at all. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Um, uh, the two begin to roll around while Blair screams at Serena to get off of her. Blair starts yelling that her leg is injured, and Serena is kicked off the field. Meanwhile, Dan, Nate, and Chuck are interviewed for potential usher positions. They never really explain what the usher positions, like, really are. Like, it's just like, are you invited to this party is pretty much what it is, right? Yeah. To try out. Yeah. To get to the party. So the, these all, these students are, like, being interviewed by um by this person who works at the school to basically see if they're like good enough to like have the honor of being in this mixer with these like Ivy League representatives. Yeah. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah. Um 
uh, la, 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 potential usher positions. And, and the usher position is like the name of this, like being invited to this mixer. Dan, Dan gives very, a very detailed answer, explaining that Dartmouth is his dream school, and he's learned important values through his life that will make him a strong candidate for the school. Nate explains that while he thinks it would be an honor to attend Dartmouth because of his father, it's not his first choice, and there has to be someone who wants the position more. Chuck merely says that's, he's like, why, he's like, so Chuck, why do you think you should go to, you should be an usher? Why I should be an usher? Because I'm Chuck Bass. <laughs> very cool. His eyes were very narrow. After school, Dan checks and learns that Dar- the Dartmouth usher-, usher position was given to Nate, who comes up behind him. He asks Dan if he got the one he wanted, but Dan rudely replies that Nate did being get the position that Dan wanted. He also adds that it's because of his family and their wealth, which Nate takes offense to. Nate's family and wealth, which is why Nate got the position, <laughs> and Dan takes offense to that. He goes outside and runs right into Serena, who notices he's not in a good mood. Dan explains that he lost the usher position he wanted to Nate. She says she's sorry, and he scoffs, and that's life when you're not a legacy. At the Waldorfs, Katie and Isabel ice Blair's injured leg. This is a very, like, uh, this is, I mean, it's not the first time, but they just set up very well in these first three episodes, like, Blair's fucking, like, power, like, big dick energy, like. Mob boss. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she, she was, like, uh, f- she totally reminds me of, like, a mob boss. Um, yeah, these, like, her lackeys are, like, kneeling on the floor, like, icing her leg. She's just, like, <laughs> sitting there in her, like, silky dress, um. When Chuck calls her, she tells Chuck that she needs answers on the real reason Serena came back to town, and he agrees to help her figure it out, um, figure out what it is. At the loft, Dan comes home to find Rufus excited about his bolognese. <laughs> <laughs> Rufus is a real chef of an himself, ongoing, an amateur cook. He yeah, li- he likes waffles. He likes bolognese. Pretty much. Well, we were talking about cooking. You and Rufus have a lot in common. Uh, perhaps we do. Eating the same thing every day. And not getting bored. <laughs> <Right>. Waffles, bolognese, <laughs> um, every day. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. No plates. We don't need plates. The waffles are the plates. Yeah. And we eat the plates. <laughs> oh my God. Um, that's a compliment. I would like to think I'm a bit of a Rufus. A bit of a Rufus. Rufus is a piece of shit as well. <laughs> well, I'm a piece not of shit. Not yet. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you keep saying I'm... I'm Dan. I'm the Dan. I'm the Rufus. It's like, let's unpack that. <laughs> well, it all started when my father refused to take me to the circus. Um, but okay, do, like, when you do, you do you not do do you do this with other shows? But you just don't do this with that this show because everyone's a piece of shit. But like, oh, if you like, like, like watch like Friends you and you're like, I'm Ross. I'm Monica. Like, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And well, yeah. Like, I'm trying you, to think of the. La- I feel like. Gossip Girl was the last thing in like a long time that it was like sort of like a sitcom-y, like it's kind of funny. Ensemble-driven cast. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of the last thing where I like watch a show and I'm like, I'm so that guy, you know? And I don't think I've had that in like a while. Sex in the City? Never seen it. Weeds? No. Nothing. Well... 
Yeah, I don't know. I didn't really relate to anyone in Gossip Girl. I mean, like, but I don't think you're supposed to. I think you're supposed to empathize. They're they're trying to make you empathize. I think people, and that's why, like, the show's... I don't, I don't want to say the word endearing because I said the word endearing so much last episode <laughs> describing something. But that's why the show's endearing because <laughs> you kind of like these characters and even though you're their shitty, you like seeing their antics and you like wanting to relate to them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. There's, there's like, I don't know. It, it reels you in. Kinda. Yeah. But then it just, god damn, it goes on forever. <laughs> <laughs> you you just got so pale when you said that. <laughs> uh, however, he silently goes into his room and slams the door. Rufus asks if he got the position. Dan says no, that he lost it to Nate. He apologizes to Rufus for not being good enough to make, it, make up for the sacrifices he's made. But Rufus says that's not it. Do they ever explain what sacrifices they're referring to? Like, what did Rufus do? Like, why are his children, like, so indebted to him in that regard? I think it's, like, it's one of those things. Well, I'm sure private school costs a lot of money. Right, okay. And I think that's the thing, where it's, like, look at how Dan and Jenny are actually aware of what their parents do for them. Rufus is scrapping away in his loft in, his in Brooklyn. Brooklyn loft. <laughs> That's massive, <laughs> open concept, exposed brick <laughs> on the top floor. Waffle iron. <laughs> uh, Jenny admits to him that Humphreys aren't royalty uptown, which she isn't okay with, <laughs> but is used to. You're Humphreys, Dad. Not exactly royalty uptown. Are you okay with that? No. <laughs> but I'm used to it. Jesus, <laughs> to your dad? <laughs> Fuck you, dad. <laughs> having, to, having to put me through this all my life. Why can't I live in the Upper East Side, dad? Why are you a poor? <laughs> now I am a poor. <laughs> Which was such like a <laughs> rude thing to say to your dad. <laughs> like Dan's just like, sorry, I'm not, I know you're making so many sacrifices. Sorry, I'm not good enough. And Jenny's just like, Wow, this is all we get? <laughs> I can't believe we're not the royalty. Um, da, da, da. Elsewhere, Chuck follows Serena into in his limo. Very creepily, like, yeah. like slowly Very rolling Chuck behind. Bass. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, the, um, he spots her entering the Ostroff Center and snaps some photos of her as proof. Uh, the Ostroff Center is that... Uh, psychiatric hospital that uh, Serena's brother is in. Later, he brings her the photos and she uploads them onto her computer. She wonders what she's doing there and Chuck explains that it's a rehab center for the disturbed or addicted. He asks what her plans are now and she replies that it's time for total social destruction. At Ostroff, Serena, Eric, and Lily sit down with a counselor to discuss Eric's next steps. Serena advocates for Eric's release and his being able to return to his own life. However, Lily thinks he should stay there for a while longer. The counselor asks Eric what he thinks, and he initially says that he wants to leave, but changes his answer to not when he sees Lily's, uh, to not when he sees Lily's face. 
Serena suggests that he accompany her to the Ivy League mixer so he can get out for a night with familiar people in a familiar place. The counselor agrees that this is a good idea, and Eric accepts her offer to go. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, L- L- Lily isn't pleased with the idea and leaves to go set up for the event as she is chair of the parent committee. <laughs> so, yeah. The way they depict uh, Eric being in this institution is just, like, so... 2007 like yeah like the whole show whenever his suicide is brought up it's like such a point of shame and like the the whole point of like this episode pretty much is how like serena like everyone's trying to hide it and it's supposed to be this like secret yeah and he and 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 like he the, the explanation that the writers give um f- like regarding his suicide is like serena like went away to boarding school and like I was alone with mom and I just like hate her so much that like, I, and, and then I like, like tried to kill myself. And it was like, that is just like, Oh, like not bringing up any like actual mental health issues is like yeah. kind of a weird, I was lonely. Like, yeah. I was like and lonely then... with mom and she's so annoying. <laughs> like I, they're just this, this show in so many ways just like doesn't age well <laughs> like, yeah for sure i mean there are a lot of shows that don't age well but it's just like that is just that that would just never be written today like the the writers the, and you were bringing up also how like there's some later thing where they talk about like someone being having an eating disorder and they kind of do yeah. a similar thing where it's like the writers just kind of like bring it up so it's like so they're they can like, be this, like oh we're serious this is like, a thing that exists yeah and then uh that's it yeah. <laughs> look at look at look at how serious Whoa. these this show is. Yeah. Whoa, look at yeah. what we're talking about. Okay, back to Blair uh back declaring party. Blair's war path on Serena. <laughs> um at Constance St. Jude's, Rufus tries to get Dan an usher position but fails. The woman he talks to directs him to the parent committee chair, which is Lily. He asks for more He asks for a moment with her, which he initially doesn't grant. At the loft, Rufus comes home and tells Dan that he got Dan a job as head of the refreshment committee. He also adds that he is the head of that he is the head of the entertainment committee. Jenny offers to be a roadie, and Rufus explains that he worked hard to get Dan into the program. So, also as you said, uh, Dan. the the thing that Dan was pissed about, which was Nate um, getting the usher position through nepotism. Yeah. Um, Dan just also got a position there because his dad fucking like. Exactly. Talk, no talk one's better Lily. than the other. Yeah. So, so I, I, I get what you're saying. Um, but know what? Dan earned that position. <laughs> because um, he's poor. Because he's because he's a poor and he read that book. Exactly. The petting zoo. The petting zoo, baby. Is that a real book? I'm going to say no, but I'm sure there is a book titled The Petting Zoo. Probably not by that fictional dude. Well, they. I feel like they, they have cameos and stuff. Do they? Yeah, for sure. What's a famous cameo in this show? Uh, they had St. Vincent. Really? Just like as St. Vincent? Yeah. True. She's like playing there. In an episode of Gossip Girl? Yeah, I swear to God, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's St. Vincent, yeah. Okay. 
that's cool of her, I guess. I hope that paid well. The Penning Zoo is a book by Jim Carroll. Not the same guy. Is he a professor at Dartmouth? Uh, let's look up who Jim Carroll is. No. Nope. Jim Dennis Carroll was an American author, poet, autobiographer, and punk musician. What band? Oh, shit. Wait. Um, I don't... I think it was just Jim Carroll band. The Jim Carroll? Poet, autobiographer, <laughs> and punk musician? He's known for The Basketball Diaries. Oh, that's a famous book. Yeah. It was also a movie that Leonardo DiCaprio was in. Leo DiCap. The Cap. <coughs> the Cap Map, as his mom calls him. Um, it's literally called The Jim Carroll Band. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <yeah. laughs> as he is famous. <laughs> at the mixer, Serena spots Blair taking, <laughs> talking to the Yale rep and attempts to sabotage her conversation. Imagine if that's how you butted into a conversation you just said to the last word that was said and introduced yourself. Blair asks Chuck why Serena is with the Yale rep when he's supposed to be uh, uh, the the usher, but he says he switched. He then introduces Blair to her special guest. Okay, this isn't that important. The point is, there are all these rich kids there. They're all talking to these uh, Ivy League reps. Um, elsewhere, Nate tries to make conversation um, with J.L. Hall, uh, this guy from Dartmouth. Jim Carroll. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Jim Carroll. Uh, <laughs> but the conversation uh, turns awkward fast because they have nothing to say to each other. Meanwhile, Lily is, uh, is graded... Oh my god. Meanwhile, Lily is greeted by Bart. <laughs> Lily. Hello. Oh, Bart, hello. Oh. How are you? Bart. Hey, Eric. How's uh, Miami? It's good, thanks. You know, go Marlins. Would <laughs> <laughs> you excuse me, please? So then you're a size project on. I think Bart Bass was supposed to be like a Donald Trump type. Yeah, I think so. Right? And, and Chuck, yeah, and Chuck's like a Donald Trump's son type. Yeah. Junior. Which is weird now. Right. But I think well, it's, it's like... It, it's weird, but it's also like... Uh, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. As Chuck tried to rape two people. And yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Bart Bass isn't the greatest. But it's also funny. Well, no, what I actually think is um, Chuck is... Donald Chuck is Donald Trump. Okay. And Bass is like Donald Trump Donald Trump's father or whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, like yeah. Justin Trump or whatever. Or yeah, because it's like Bass Industries. Cause yeah, because Dan in or Chuck inherits the company. Yeah. And also his dad is uh kind of like mentally and psychologically abusive father. Yeah. Uh, and that is why Chuck is the way he is raping these women. Uh, that's another just I yeah okay it's always like just like daddy issues or yeah, like of course parental things have you ever seen the sisters brothers 
No. It was this movie that came out. Sounds great. And it's like a Western thing. But the whole thing is they're just like fucked up because their parents were like bad to them. And they were bad little kids. And they grew up and were that way. Yeah, I think there's something to that. I think like so many of the world's problems just go back to like, like, like all these people being like molested by their fathers and then become dictators uh, they have daddy i think dad daddy issues is like a real main big yeah thing. i guess damn you don't think fucking doug ford wasn't molested by his dad 100 percent was <laughs> oh my god he's just taking it out on the people of ontario yikes yeah fuck doug ford fuck doug ford man yeah. <laughs> That's what his dad was saying. <laughs> he also says hello to Eric and asks how Florida was. Uh, he, and everybody, nobody knows that Eric's in this, insta, in this uh, psychiatric hospital. They all think he was in Miami with uh, someone, with his grandmother or something. At the refreshments table, Serena fills Dan in on how he's, she's trying to undermine Blair. Nate also comes to the table and promptly ignores her. Serena goes back outside and Dan asks how JL Hall is. Nate admits that he had nothing to come, uh, common and Dan suggests he talks about, about all this stuff that Dan knows about because Dan's like into JL Hall. Um, Nate listens, then tells Dan that like he should go talk to JL Hall instead. Dan accepts and Nate tries to leave, but is stopped by his dad. Uh, his dad orders him to go back and finish what he started um, with the Dartmouth rep. Um, but Eric, or not Eric, uh, Nate finally says that he doesn't want to go to Dartmouth. Elsewhere, Eric tells Jenny that he attempted suicide because he was so lonely after he and Lily moved into the palace, the hotel they're staying at. He also says that um, he's at he, he's at Ostroff because Lily thinks um, they have the best counselor, uh, but he knows he's really there because the doctors are paid to keep their mouths shut because Lily is ashamed and doesn't want this to get out. Jenny promises not to say anything and offers... Uh, to help him think up believable lies about his supposed time in Florida. Outside, Blair announces that the charity her committee has chosen to honor is the Ostroff Center, um, and she explains it as one, uh, since one student uh, in particular is being treated there, she reveals that it's Serena. Uh, she's under the guise that Serena is admitted there because she's getting over some like alcohol addiction or something, and her... Um, announcing this is like the ultimate fuck you to uh, Serena. And this is just like one of the most fucked up things (laughs) she ever does. Like, Oh my God. Like, cause horrible. It literally only gets worse, but it's just, it's funny because it's like, well, okay, well, we'll get to it in the plot. Uh, um, Lily tells her not to go, but Serena goes up anyways. She confesses that she is in treatment and, uh, Dan asked Denny if it's true, but Jenny explains that it's because Eric is the one in treatment. Um, she then goes to leave, but is followed by Lily. So Serena's motive here was to kind of, uh, take on the quote unquote shame of being in the Ostroff center to protect her brother. Um, she goes to leave, but is followed by Lily who says that despite the rough patch with Eric, they are still a family. Serena tearfully replies that that's why she did what she did and asks to be excused to end the fight with Blair. Outside, she confronts Blair and asks if they're even now. Blair says no, because nothing she does will ever be worse than what Serena did, having sex with Nate. 
this was 100% worse. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> Serena pleads to end the fight anyway, but Blair refuses and walks away. She leaves and Dan follows her. He tells her that what she did for Eric was very cool and wants to know if she's okay. They have this little cutesy moment and they kind of like forgive each other and they're cool. She thanks him and he also apologized for anything bad that he ever said about her because he doesn't know anything about her life. Good guy, Dan. Dan's a good Ugh. guy in this moment. Yeah. And he was very hot. Uh, she asks him to call her. Uh, Lily, and er- uh, Lily tells Eric that they should leave, but he asks to do one thing before he goes. Um, he reveals the scar on his arm from his suicide attempt to Blair. Blair is obviously like, oh, like what have I done? But it's like, yeah. you fucking, like, like, uh, you admitting like or like doing this whole reveal about like it's like she's like oh my god i'm ashamed if i would have known that it was uh eric that tried to commit suicide and not serena that was trying to get over a drug like an alcohol addiction (laughs) i wouldn't have done it like they're both equally bad like what do you mean like how do you think that the serena thing is like (laughs) better in some way like what Revenge. <laughs> Revenge. She was blinded. Uh, the next day, Rufus proudly looks at Dan's signed copy of uh, the petting zoo. Um, Dan admits to Rufus that he wouldn't have been possible uh, with him, and Ruf- uh, it wouldn't have been possible for Dan to meet that guy without Rufus. Thanks for getting me in there, getting, Dad. Getting the, yeah, the, Rufus's uh, nepotism move, and he thanks him. He says that nothing will ever get in the way of him making sure Dan gets everything he deserves in life. <laughs> then suggests that he... Okay, this is a far too detailed plot synopsis. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, at the palace, uh, Nate gets a call from his dad wanting to meet him to go running. Uh, he gets dressed and then heads over. Um, where he finds Howard waiting with J.L. Hall, who is also a runner. Um, He lies that Nate had food poisoning the night before, which is why he left the mixer early. And then they all go on a run with each other. Uh, Obviously, Howard trying to get them to mingle because he's fucking helicopter dad. Um, At at Central Park, Blair finds Serena reading by herself. Uh, She brings her a letter she wrote while she was still away, but never sent. She reads it aloud and begins to tear up. Afterwards, she tells uh, Serena that she is hurt because she knew she was aware of how her life was falling apart, but didn't ever call. Blair explains that uh, her dad left his, her mom uh, for a, model. And then she was like, and worse yet, a male model. Like, (laughs) all right. Homophobic. Uh, Jesus. Um, uh, anyways, Serena says that she didn't know, uh, how to be her friend after what she did and apologizes. Blair admits Eric told her what happened and that she knows her family is going through a hard time too. End of synopsis. I'm really sorry, everyone. I'm going to try to cut around that <laughs> way too many details. Okay. But that's the end of the pl- synopsis. I'm going to have a spoonful of soup. Okay. So that was the plot. I usually like to take this. Just a little segment after the plot synopsis. Um, just to go over uh, how hot everyone was, who was ugly, who was fugly, who was <laughs> oh who was um, nice, and who I didn't think twice about. Okay? Okay. Um, so, Serena is still consistently the hottest person. Um, she just looks the same. Yeah. I guess so. Hmm, I'm trying to think. Who do you who do you think is the best looking out of the five? 
Or, or whoever. Is Rufus tickling your fancy today? No, I, I. It's so hard. It's so hard because, like, 2006. Was that what the year? 2006. Yeah, the first season came out in 2006. The outfits are so bad, and like, it's hard to make anyone look good. Like with that, it's. I don't know. Too much plaid. Well, here's the thing. You were bringing up how you went to Catholic school. Yeah. So you were wearing a uniform. Mm-hmm. How did you... F- I mean, yeah, like... That takes away... having Wearing a uniform... Yeah. Takes away a big, like... Or, I don't know, maybe it doesn't, but, like, does it take away a big, like... Sexual... Like, teenage sexual thing, just because everybody's wearing, like, a very, like, formal, like... You can't make this look hot in any way. Uniform. I think that's kind of the point, especially right. for like. Yeah, obviously it's a Catholic school. Yeah, it's a Catholic school. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, I don't know. Yeah, I think like it's. Um, all the clothes are very. Just boxy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a golf shirt and like dress pants. Like it's not. Nothing is supposed to be like revealing or tight clothing or like stuff like that but it's funny because they're all wearing these uniforms and they all look like the serena and blair look so fucking hot (laughs) (laughs) there's yeah they like they make them look like just the yeah just like so attractive wearing these like stupid uniforms (laughs) it's like it it seems like it's like those halloween costumes yeah exactly is that's exactly what it is (laughs) um in reality you would be sent to detention every day father castillo wouldn't have anything to do with that (laughs) um so every time dan either physically assaults Chuck or does something nice because he is a, as of now, he is a nice, normal person. Mm -hmm. Except that there was the uh, smidge of lack of self-awareness when uh, Rufus gets him into the mixer through nepotism and he he was just complaining about uh, how Nate got in through nepotism. Um, but when when he like a uh, like runs out after Serena after the after she like walks out of the mixer and like just like is like oh I heard what happened I'm sorry he's just like nice to her they have this like nice little moment they reconcile you want to see them together so badly I think Nate's I think Dan is so hot in that moment except for the sideburns on the sideburns those sideburns those sideburns are gnarly (laughs) and they're like cut like. Like, yeah, he looks like Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, whose choice is that? It was 2007, man. Yeah, everything was different. It was the zeitgeist, yeah. apparently. <laughs> um, Chuck. Chuck's not hot. Chuck is so bad. His hair was slightly better last episode. It was mm-hmm. worse in the first episode, but it, for some reason it's just so bad. Like, I don't understand his, like. He does look like a member of Oasis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like spot on. Yeah. And like, I don't even get his sex appeal now. Like I know it, like in the show, he's like supposed to be this woman womanizer and I get that it's like fictional, but every time I see him fucking like talking to a woman, I'm like, 
that is disgusting and i don't know why <laughs> anyone would find that not disgusting yeah like what you just said like what did, he said something to blair um oh yeah that time he's like they're just like in blair's bedroom just like talking about like how to spy on serena or something and the conversation just ends and there's just a beat and then he just looks at the bed and he's just like oh so your bed is here and blair's <laughs> just like get out <laughs> like what is what are you talking about what do you do now well i was thinking total social destruction and here i thought you were getting soft so this is your bed huh Leaving now. You can repay me another time. I wonder if that's ever worked for him. Oh, so there's a bed here. <laughs> Sex. So this is like a bed. <laughs> yeah. I like sex bed <laughs> like uh, Blair. Like Chuck could just be like a Neanderthal, like muttering around, <laughs> just like like monosyllabic words to women, and he's just like he just like squints his eyes and says them like. Ooh, sex money bed <laughs> and they just like float towards him and then um nate i think in the last episode nate actually had like the bieber cut yeah and this episode he had more of the uh private school hockey dick lettuce flow yeah yeah, yeah. uh which i kind of like better than the bieber cut on him even though i really hate that haircut yeah, no, I mean, he didn't look bad. He looked pretty good. He looked good, but also I pointed out how, like, uh, <laughs> like physically he looked good. And I don't know whether, like, maybe it's just because Chase Crawford is, like, a good actor and good at doing that and understands that, like, Nate is such a cardboard man. I need a better word. There's cardboard man, plastic person. Uh, Kendall. Kendall. A Kendall... Uh, Jenner? No. Kendall. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, there's this part where um, him and uh, him and Dan are talking at the mixer and Dan's like, he's like, oh, like, aren't you going to go talk to like J.L. Hall? Like you should talk about like how his book, his writing is like early Faulkner and how he like is inspired by Dr. Seuss because Dr. Seuss went to Dartmouth and, and Nate's just standing there with this like completely like <laughs> empty look where it just looks like the words Dan are saying is just like passing through his brain like <laughs> just like like a fucking waft of like mist <laughs> and, Dan, and Dan and Nate just looks at him and he's like you should go say that stuff. <laughs> like, it's just so like blankly. So that doesn't do him any favors. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say. Yeah. Um, oh, and I actually thought the, um, the uh, dress or the outfit rather that Serena wore to the mixer was a very cool like 60s Janis Joplin kind of vibe. Oh yeah. Um had like the which I thought was an interesting thing. Headband. Yeah, the headband, like the little like flowy stuff. Yeah. It was like, interesting. Blair just looked like a flight attendant. I kind of like that. Oh, really? You well, I thought it was like, like it's powerful. It's powerful with the suit, but it just looks like it was a bit too yeah. Like I wouldn't I just wouldn't have been so um 
surprised if like she was walking by someone and somebody was just like they're holding a drink and just like without even looking at her just like turned their hand just to like put the drink in her hand <laughs> like She's Blair take Waldorf. this away everyone knows who she is yeah i know she can pull it off e- evidently so um and then yeah nate was running really fast again with his dad they really like to just book it mm-hmm. like they're running away from like an angry mob or something um and anyone else anyone else you thought was hot or ugly um i don't know eric what do we think of eric i brought a haircut yeah the hair the haircut's not great kind of was like your haircut before you shaved it yeah why did you shave your hair your head uh (laughs) oh my god (laughs) um to be honest uh, I just had a really stressful day one day, mm. and I w- had been thinking about cutting my hair, and it was really getting to me, and I was like, fuck it, just, uh, took it all off in, like, the span of, I don't know, it was Five like, minutes? yeah, I was like, thought about it, I was like, I'll do it, and I did it. Was that relieving? Uh, <laughs> not as much as I thought it would be. <laughs> it was kind of one of those things where, like, I took it all off, and then I was like, "Oh shit, whoa!" But I, I mean, I do like it. Did, did you have a buzz cut, um, like before you had that long hair, and it just like grew out like that, or did you like get it cut like that? Um. Hmm. I'm trying to think of, yeah, I had shaved it, like, a while ago. Like, I had a buzz cut, like, a year ago. Then okay. I grew it out and then cut it the way it was. Right, okay. And then, now we're back. Square one. Reset. Eric should absolutely get a buzz cut. He yeah. seems a bit stressed. Yeah. yeah. Actually, he seems to do be doing pretty well for someone who tried to See, I, I'm, commit suicide. That's Which I guess is good. Yeah. That he's doing well. It seems like everyone else is more worried than he is. Right. Like about himself. Yeah. Which I think is... I guess that's like an important part of the plot. Yeah. <laughs> and I... But it also like... um Like it, this... Like at the end of the day, this show just is not the place to fucking be yeah. bringing... Like talk... Like this is just not... I just don't think this is the platform to be... <laughs> discussing <laughs> mental health issues like i mean they can be it's just like not it's just done so poorly like yeah. it's so like uh flippant uh in the way they talk about it like yeah like all these like serious talk i mean i i guess that's just like kind of like one of the points of the show so it's like chuck's rape rapes attempted rapes yeah the eric suicide like it, th- these are all just like glossed over so like effortless effortlessly yeah it's like they use it for like a plot point and it's just like one plot point it's not even a plot point it's like a conversation point yeah it's not something yeah. that drives the plot it's just like we need a scene because <laughs> for some reason we decided this show needs to be 40 minutes an episode you <laughs> <laughs> can just cut all that out make it 22 minutes and like Call it even Steven well, it's Seagal. Well, like it's one of those things where it's like the only reason Eric tried, like for the show, mm-hmm. the only reason Eric tried to commit suicide 
was for Serena to get embarrassed at that party. Like, in terms of the the way the show works. Wait, wait, repeat that? So it's like, in terms of, like, driving the plot. Oh, right, right, it's right. It's like, they only wrote in Eric trying to commit suicide. Right. So that we could get to the point where there's the party the and then Blair happens. does the yeah, whole like thing. Fucked up. <laughs> and then like after that, they're just like, well, why do we don't really need to talk about it? Like right. he can just like be in this like facility and then we don't have to talk about Eric. And then we at least have another setting we can. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and they do a lot of stuff like that. They do like this thing where they'll have like this shitty subplot or like some conversation point and then it just builds up to this one drop never touch on it again Mm -hmm. and it's like really serious stuff or sometimes it's not but i can't wait to see what other important topics they just gloss over yeah i wonder if they ever talk about like terrorism or something i don't think they touch on that (laughs) I mean, one also thing, something I noticed, which I'm kind of growing to like, um, even though I don't love his plot, his like character story that much, Mm -hmm. um, but I'm kind of liking Eric and I don't like his character. I, I'm not liking his character story just because I think they're like not dealing with the mental health issue in the right way. So it just bothers me to watch it. But, um, I just like how. Um, Eric like does not uh, like miss out on a chance to like tell Lily to her face like you're just not a good mother and <laughs> Lily does not seem phased by it at all he's staying with Aunt Carol in Miami he's not ready he's not or you're not okay let's oh. take a deep breath it's good to see honest conversation what does she know about honesty Serena but I really think a decision like this includes Eric as well you mean I have a say in this? Wow, thanks. Eric, of course, we're here for you. Look, if you're ready to leave, you tell us, okay? No matter what mom says. I would really like to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like he was... <laughs> they, like, just undid him from a straitjacket. <laughs> yeah. She's crazy. Like, it's actually creepy how little she cares. I like Lily. I like Lily. She was one of my favorite characters. How come? She's always had the most powerful looks, elegant, strong, and I don't know. Yeah, fuck her kids. Serena <laughs> sucks. Like, I mean, I don't know. I we don't know the whole backstory onto like their lives before Gossip Girl started right. or whatever, but. I mean, Lily seems to be doing all right as a mom so far. What happened? Does it ever explain why their dad isn't there? No. I think it's just like divorce. Right. That's it. (laughs) They're just like... (laughs) I can't believe Lily just doesn't have a job. Doesn't she? I don't think so. Oh. Does she? We don't know. It's just weird. She like has. She's just so rich. I guess she just doesn't work. See, okay, but she's involved in her children's education and well-being. She's on the parent committee. Yeah. Think about that. 
She's on the, like, but I don't think it's, like, she likes having control over Serena a lot. Like, she really likes telling Serena what to do. Yeah. And so I think that's more of the reason she's on the parent committee. She just wants to I don't to think be. that makes her a bad mom, though. I think that's, I, like I think a, overbearing parents are so bad. I think they're bad. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think it, like, does make her. She like, doesn't strike me as, like, super overbearing. When uh, was when was a point in that episode specifically where it was like crossing the line, like you're being overbearing? Um, Maybe I'm just missing something. I mean, like, I mean, I found the whole like her keeping Eric in the institution. Oh my god, yeah. Like she's she's still like I mean, <laughs> like there's there are different ways you could look at it. Like, in one way you can be like, okay, well she's probably like dealing with a lot and she's like you know, obviously, like, really worried about her child. So I can see her being like, oh, no, we just, like, need to protect him and, like, keep him in this institution until he's, like, mentally well. But, like, she's, like, totally not, like, taking anything Eric says into consideration. Yeah. Like, any, like, whether he wants to, like, leave or stay or what. Um, And also, she's just, like, at the end of the day, just keeping him there to hide <laughs> Yeah, no, I, for, I forgot about everyone. that. I do think, like, I think... She's well-intentioned. Like, I think. I, but I, th- I don't know, because some, somebody brought this up, how Lily is really living, like, li- both Lily and Rufus are, like, living vicariously through their children. Like, Lily doesn't, yeah. in the last episode, like, Lily doesn't want Serena, like, Lily is, like, actively trying to not have Dan talk to Serena because he doesn't want them going out because she went out with Rufus and whatever has this history with Rufus and doesn't like him. So it's like shit like that. Mm-hmm. She, that she does. True. But all, all the parents, like there literally just isn't a single good parent in this yeah, show, right? Yeah. Cause like fucking Nate's dad is doing the exact same thing. Like the lengths he is going to is just like fucked dude. It's so fucked. It's like, man, like why are you, it's just so, it's so weird to like, his he's really like treating his child as like an extension of like his wealth and capital. Yeah, they're like, he, and and like I'm sure it's like a fucking thing that like seriously hap- like obviously happens to a lot of people. Like, obviously, like there are probably a lot of parents who like aren't super wealthy but still are like trying to get their kids to like fucking do some plan they want them to do because they want them to be successful but it's like like I, I feel like Nate Nate not going to Dartmouth is going to be like such like a it's like his dad's gonna be so embarrassed mm. he's like oh like I, like I'm war-, like when he's like like you're, you got to do the plan. Like me and my mother, me and your mother didn't like work so hard and make all this money. So you could like not go to Dartmouth <laughs> and like, so we can like parade you around as like another like trophy and like yeah. thing, or, like material, like representation of our wealth. You know, did you go to school? No, no. Well, what do you mean? Like, like did you after like, school, like after, after high, high school? school? Yeah. No, I went to uh, I went to Ryerson for a month and then left and then dropped out. How did your parents feel about that? They're f- no, they're fine. My parent, my parents were very supportive. Yeah, yeah. They okay, were, they, they were, they were good. Yeah, 
I feel like that th- that's a thing though. Like, regardless of rich or poor, yeah. it's, it's just like a general, and like even like good or bad parent, it's like it seems to always be like, especially with school. Yeah, like you know, go to university or college. I guess I can like see why Nate's dad is like, like really like pressing him. Mm -hmm. It's just just like Dartmouth specifically. Like you're not gonna be okay if your son goes like to (laughs) like where did he say like uh, um, that one in USC or something? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. What's that one? Stanford. Like you'd be pissed if you got into Stanford. Uh, My son is in Stanford. (laughs) He's like, so uh, where's your son? How's he making out in Dartmouth? Uh, Actually, uh. He's in a, he goes to Stanford. Oh, God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bill. I wouldn't. I, are you okay to be at work right now? <laughs> like, what else is going on in that episode? I feel like not much happened. I mean, just like. Yeah. Not much ever happens. Yeah, not much ever happens. That's why it's six seasons long. <laughs> like hour long episodes. I, I liked how. um. <laughs> I liked how at the uh, mixer, Dan was like manning the refreshments table. And he was like, <laughs> there, it, the, the table was like totally empty except for cups and like a bowl of punch. That yeah, that would be like just <laughs> scoop it in there. Yeah. What Have you ever seen a bowl of punch anywhere? That's only oh. a thing that happens in TV shows. <laughs> I've never seen anyone I think with so. a bowl of punch. Yeah, no, I've never seen... Never seen an actual bottle of punch. I don't know yeah. that it's real. <laughs> I don't even know if it's a real thing. What is punch? <laughs> um, it's just like a mixture of fruit juices. I guess so. I feel like those representatives must hate going to that mixer so much. Like, ugh, we need to fucking talk to all these rich kids and like not be drunk. Good <laughs> God. When's the last time you had fruit punch? Me? Yeah, I don't think I've ever had fruit punch. I've had like the oh, fruit really? punch flavored Gatorade, but I don't think I've ever like had fruit punch. Damn, have you? That, yeah, well, no, yeah, yeah. Fruit punch is sick. Is it? It's good. Like, um, I haven't had like it was more of like a chi- children. Yeah, like, you know, like, you're, a, like juice a kid. Box and you're like, I want juice. You know? Yeah. Fruit punch, one of the best juices. I was never. Um, my family's not a juice family. Yeah. I don't, I don't drink juice ever. And I'm like, apparently it's like, has, isn't great for you. So oh no, it's not. Yeah. yeah I'm not it's pissed like, about it, but yeah. like, yeah, we like don't, we just never had juice in the house and we still don't ever have juice in the house. Yeah. I think it was a, a sin, like, there was a transition period right. where it was like, juice is like chill. And then, then like, you were like, wait a second. This is like, <laughs> this just in juice is no longer chill. <laughs> <laughs> it's just purely just sugar. Yeah. And then it's like. We are now a water household, <laughs> and like and water. whole milk and whole milk, <laughs> water and homogeneous milk. milk. Not even one percent milk. One yeah. percent <laughs> milk sucks. Yeah, Sorry, that's the thing. I don't. I don't. My 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 parents drink milk. I don't drink milk. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, we're hardcore skim milk. Yeah, yeah. We were a hardcore skim milk household. Gnarly, watery. Ooh, Not just good. like you're drink. It, it just like it tastes tastes like you're just like drinking water with like white paint. <laughs> yeah, like a hint of milk. Yeah. yeah. Um. 
yeah, this was this is a pretty uh this is a pretty low key episode. All yeah. the dramas kind of seem to unfold at the end. Yeah. It wasn't like a bomb drop, you know? Yeah. It was kind of just like a Oh, Chuck doing a creepy thing. Oh yeah. Blair's minions doing something for her. Yeah. And it's sort of like that's my thing with the show, is like there's some episodes where it's just like you can skip it. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, you could have just watched the last five minutes of this episode and yeah. just Yeah. And like you could have skipped the whole thing. In the next episode, they're gonna find some way to like just explain everything that's going on <laughs> right now anyway. <laughs> and like Oh my it's like it's such a bad show. That's a good but ex- it's so great. <laughs> that's that's a good like um I wonder <laughs> I wonder how long it would take for someone to actually give like a concise plot synopsis of every main plot point in the show. Yeah. Like how long it would say to, to like mm. take to just say it. Like 10 minutes. <laughs> 10 minutes for sure. I was like like how long do you think like a supercut would be of like all six seasons like only yeah. the most important parts and it just tells the whole story like what would the gossip girl movie like how long would that be the gossip girl movie if it was just all if, the plot points yeah the... if the entire six seasons was one there's a lot of drama that would be super dense but is all of it like really necessary oh no for sure not. yeah um but I, uh, i'm saying like hour and a half you could sum up the entire six seasons of gossip girl in an hour and a half right I wonder if there is a Gossip Girl supercut. Probably. Why are we doing this podcast? We just watch that (laughs) review at once. Yeah. Fucking one episode. Put it on a (laughs) put it on a micro SD card and uh, throw it throw it into the guy the 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 throw it into our. (laughs) Where am I going with this? (laughs) Put it on a micro SD card and put it on our uh, alarm clock and uh, sell it to someone at Radio Shack (laughs) for pennies on the dollar. Yeah, I don't know. This was, I guess we don't need to stretch out this podcast if there's nothing else to talk about. Yes. This episode was kind of dry. <laughs> episode three. Watch it if you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> Just watch the last five minutes and then tune into this. Um, yeah. Any any other thoughts? Um, damn. Such a blur. I'm excited to see where this goes. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. The the series or this podcast? Both. Okay, thank you. Um I like to end the episode with doing a rose and thorns of the episode. So just like your favorite part of the episode and your least favorite part of the episode. Um hmm. okay. Do you want me to go first? Okay, fa- okay. Favorite part because it was actually kind of funny um, is when Dan has his head in the pillow when he's like mad and he's like, it was Nate Archibald. Like that was actually funny. I'll give the show that. Uh, I don't think think the intention of that was to be funny. That was hilarious. Okay. Um, Lee's favorite part. Pretty much any other Dan moment. (laughs) <laughs> where he's just talking about how everyone around him is just such an idiot and he's so great. There was some shit he said 
when he's like handing people punch. I forget what it was, but it was something mean. <laughs> and he's like, you don't know anything or some shit. Probably that. Yeah, fuck Dan. I don't get the Dan hate, man. Because the thing is, is that I, I like, no, I do get the Dan hate, but it's like, fuck Dan that hard. Like, at least he's interesting enough to, like, read books and be smart. And, like, everyone else is just so fucking stupid and, like, uninteresting. Like, J- Dan is at least, like, someone I could, like. But he wants to be them so bad. He wants to be them. Like, and uh, that's my general like fuck fuck Dan thing is like, in a way, all those other characters are more honest than he is about who they are, because they know who they are, and they know that like, what I, like, I'm like super rich. I don't need to read a book, <laughs> like that. <laughs> a book? That's it. What's that? And they can just live their lives. But Dan wants to do both, where like he can be like, I'm smarter than all of you. But also, like, I want the vanity and I want, like, the high class lifestyle and I want to be a part of the Upper East Side. Right. That's this whole thing. I get it, but it's just like. He's so fake. But I, but the thing is, is that their personalities are fake. Like, they are yeah. fake people. Like, everyone else is, like, so self obsessed that they they are i mean so is dan 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 is also (laughs) (laughs) he's so self-obsessed this whole thing is that like everyone is mean to me because i'm not from brooklyn but i'm smart and these are all like dummies and like i'm the best this whole thing is that i am the best uh but I, i i don't know I, I just think that he's, like, kind of put in this environment, not out of his own will, and he's just trying to, like, survive out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's part but, of th- it. But then you, you brought up the good point that was, like, you know, there are, like, other people that go to that school yeah. who can just, like, be friends with any of them. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, but maybe they're not normal. Maybe everyone who goes to that school is a fucking, they're, they're all rich and live in New York and are probably all fucking, like, parents... We're all fucking sociopaths, and now they're sociopaths. Yeah, probably. I mean, I'm sure they all have their own things going on. But, like, I don't know. I I mean, the show is kind of, like, framed around these people being, like, the, I don't know. The shit. The most yeah. famous. Whatever. And then, like, yeah, he could easily just, like, go to that school and, like, kind of just be low-key. There'd be no story. And, like, Gossip Girl <laughs> wouldn't exist. But... Yeah, I, he wants it. He wants it. He really wants it. And he chose those people for a reason. He, want, he wants to be big. All right. Fair enough. My Rose. Um, I mean, okay. This has been my Rose for multiple episodes, I think, <laughs> this kind of thing. Okay, well, um, okay, two, two, two things stand out. Okay, I'll, I'll make the official Rose something different. Uh, I liked when I I like when Nate I because I like Dan I associate myself with Dan I see myself a bit in Dan, and I liked that part where uh, Dan is at is manning the punch bowl and Nate's there like getting a drink for someone and they're talking and Dan's like 
yeah, like uh, you should remind you should tell him how his like uh, early work his work is like early Faulkner and all this stuff and like Dan's Dan's freaking smart man. Ugh. No, say say whatever you want. I know he thinks he's better than anyone else so. and he's fake, but know what? He is. Him and I share similar interests that just being reading and uh, <laughs> live and the idea of living in Brooklyn. I guess I would. Brooklyn seems like a nice place. I would live there. Dan doesn't even want to live in Brooklyn. I know, but it's just like, like fuck Nate. Nate just looks so fucking stupid <laughs> and empty, and he just looks like someone I hate. And I like, I, I like Dan having enough gusto to just like talk, to tell him to his, basically tell him to his face. That yeah. note, you are stupid. You are a stupid man, and you have no interests. <laughs> and look at all the books I know about Faulkner. Ever hear hear of him? And uh, yeah, so no, I fucking like that because it just I fuck everyone else. Go Dan. <laughs> uh, and then honorable mention. I just I always like. I guess just because it's like you know just the ongoing romance in the show. You're like rooting for like Dan and Serena. I like when I see them having like earnest nice person romantic little moments because it it, because i I like seeing serena do that it it, it makes her i'm gonna say the word again endearing there's like this endearing quality it makes her like she is actually a nice normal person who can be a nice normal person with another nice normal person and have yeah. a night nice, you know it's just like it's nice that like and I, again I've said this before on the last episode Blair would never think about like going on a date with someone like Dan an outsider and nobody Serena at least is just like yeah you're cool and interesting I think I want to go out with you and I like you yeah like, she like at least she can like she isn't just a fucking psychopath. Um, my thorn, um, yes, my thorn is. I didn't like how um, Cavalier or Cavalier, rather, Chuck was. Is the word Cavalier or Cavalier? Why am I adding that L in the middle? I think it's Cavalier. Cavalier. Yeah. I didn't like how Cavalier uh, Chuck was with wanting to spy on Serena. Yeah. How, like, God, you're a creep. You yeah. are just a snake, a slithering snake <laughs> oil salesman. Lizard man. Oh, my God. I just hated he was, like, driving slowly behind her yeah. in his limo. Like, oh, my God, and that, he moves that like a snake. Ends. Oh, I just, ugh, I hate him so much. I hate looking at him. Ah. Yeah. Chuck's definitely the worst. He's the worst man. He's the worst man yeah. of any TV show ever. Probably. Yeah. Chuck's evil. Even worse than freaking Phoebe. I the second worst. I've never watched Friends. Never watched Friends? Yeah. It's fine. I've heard. It also didn't age well. Yeah. It's good. They're, they're still, like, I mean, they're just like... I don't know. I did. I I never really was like super into Friends. I've just like seen Friends enough okay. that I like get references. But, anyways, we don't need a. <laughs> that's that's for our Friends podcast. Yeah. Um. All right, that's the end of the podcast. All right. Thank you for coming on. Do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, nah. Just uh, stay warm out there. You have nothing you want to plug? 
No. You know you're in a band, right? Yeah, but <laughs> this is about Gossip Girl. Um, you can plug your personal Instagram account. Someone did that. Uh, yeah, David Jumpshot. Follow me on Instagram. Boom. All right. You'll hear any band news there, I guess. Yeah, sure. Um, all right. Thank you for coming on. Goodbye, everyone. Thank uh, you. We'll be back next week. Uh, yeah. Keep listening, keep winning, and keep whistling. <laughs> keep grinning. Goodbye. Yo! Who that boy? You have the end. Who that boy? You must win. Stand out, guy, and don't play no shit. Who the fucking back is fucking running in. Why don't you put the ball on your chest? Yeah, what the fucking running guy can't run it. Give me some markers and I'll turn you to a closet. When you go for this cop, it's gonna be in the closet. First, I'll take my king, I'll just see the cops. The cops have a rock and it's right there. Boy, you swag like a broken boss and it's running Fuck around, running, shit Like Jerry be the boss, like you're bad and bust Wars up to the ghost around you What fucking chicken and the other ass With a fucking flick, pull off the top and found you Red boy, red miss Red boy, red miss Red boy, red miss Red boy, red miss Why am I just here like that? Mark is the best of strength for like that You mark is the fucking place we like that Why you put it for a part of the elite? Who else a bitch say gotta pick this back? Who else came through with a rest that's flick? Who can kiss my pass? Do my death? Spit around piss, you can kiss my ass. Never seen a fucker in this much rough. Still doing math when I miss my class. What is